Perfect. Our first Monday morning chat on a Thursday of 2023. Yep. We're either just being super on top of it or we're just rolling with what it is. Well, let's just, I mean, this is, let's just talk about what's really going on because the last three months of 2023, oh, it was a doozy. There's probably, like, I don't even know where to start. I know. I was like, let's go talk and update everybody. I'm like, how do we even, like. How do we even do, how do we even nutshell it? How do we even, um, you guys, because it was, it was pretty big. I'm also, I'm also going to say, you guys, we're going to be talking about some, like, trigger worthy stuff. Yeah. To take care of yourself. Uh, at least with some of my topic, you guys, my sister passed. um, Yeah. At the end of November. Mm Mm-hmm. Um. So we're probably going to be talking about some of that just because that's been a huge part. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I'm, you've I'm lost think, a sibling, if you've lost, yeah. like if that's a tender subject for you, just take care of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, let's start. I mean, let's start. I mean, the first part of like, okay, since May, because we were pretty up to date in since May, the summer was pretty oh, good. freaking fantastic. Like it was a great <laughs> summer. I actually took a little bit of a break and I hadn't done that in a while. Like I kind of mm-hmm. just like pulled back a little bit um, on my um, personal clients and stuff at, with business was like at a spot where I could kind of do that a little bit. Um, things were great. Uh, dating Dustin, it was just like a fun summer. I got introduced to his kids. I mean, I knew them before. They knew me, so it's not like an introduction that way, but like stepped in as like the girlfriend and all that kind of stuff. It's like the summer was really great. I look back on like the summer, spring, summer, and even the first part of the fall, I mean, it was so peaceful. Mm-hmm. It was so joy-filled. Mm-hmm. Everything was just, I mean, with between Jeff and I, mm-hmm. so good. Business, so good. Just like, you know, you know those times in your life where you work really, really hard for something and then it all kind of lands and you just want to roll around in it for a while? Yeah. You don't want to set another goal. You mm-hmm. don't want to go for an, I mean... Yes, we were still moving, obviously, yeah. but it wasn't like a big push. Mm-mm. It was like a no. I'm just like I'm gonna, I'm gonna let this be a plateau, and I'm gonna really enjoy this plateau. Yeah, I'm gonna sit down with my husband, and we're gonna look out, and we're gonna enjoy the view from this spot. Like yeah. we're gonna, you know, kids. We're I'm gonna play and have a fun time with my kids. Like work clients. Like it just was so. It felt so good. And mm-hmm. towards the end of the summer, I started getting these like little nudges of like, hey, you're about to grow again. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, don't mess with my plateau. It's like, nice. I'm loving this. Mm-hmm. I don't want to grow again. Yeah. I want to just stay in this for right now. And yeah. so I would kind of like push the thought out. Yeah. Um, that's probably started popping in end of August. Yeah. Like, hey. Hey, we're gonna start hiking up the mountain again. I don't yeah. want to. I don't want to. Man, I was like, mine didn't come up. Mine kind of came in. No, mine came in pretty strong, which makes sense. Sometimes I feel like I'm like I'm. I have big energy. <laughs> Wait, what you do? Huh? So yeah, no, mine came in, which is funny because um, I talked about it in our last episode how um, we're opening uh, women's mental health and wellness center, and you guys. This is an idea that's been like rolling around in my head for almost like 20 years. 
but it was always just trying to figure out how it does. It got more um, clear when Amanda and I started doing business together. We've been talking about this. We've been working towards it. We, you know, we opened our healing house, but it, it was like time to, there was always a thought like this needs to grow. Yeah, more people it was, need it this. Scaling time. Scaling time, but we could never, it never came in clearly about how to actually, because there's one thing to have an idea, but if you can't make it actually work in the physical world, and that means you have to make it work financially, business-wise, like, that's one of the things is, like, in order for something to grow and scale, like, business is the medium that gets services out to the world. That's yeah. just what it is. And we were always like, well, I mean, it kind of makes sense. It kind of doesn't. And all of a sudden in, in August, it came in clearly, this is how you do it. This is how it works. Mm-hmm. And I remember I went and talked to a bunch of, like, straight-up businessmen. They're not woo-woo. They're not into this at all. And I would tell them my idea. They're like, oh, that's going to work. And that's how I knew. I was like, oh, we have it. Mm-hmm. And you guys, I instantly went into fear and panic. Because, <laughs> which I think is weird too, because sometimes when I did you hit fear and panic. Mm, so I went to, I, I, no, I, it was before. So, because I remember very distinctly, I went on um, uh, friends like pal trip. And anytime oh, I'm that in, was in and, August. That was in August. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it was August. So I remember, but I remember driving down to like Powell because I was supposed to go down with Dustin and I was just in it. I was like, hey, I was like, babe, is it okay if I drive by myself and you go with our friends? And he's like, what? And I was like, it, I need fine. some time with God. Yeah, I was like, I'm like, I need to talk with God. And for me, driving in the car for me is great because I probably do have a little bit of ADD or ADHD where there's something about if I'm just sitting quiet, my brain can sometimes go all over the place. Mm-hmm. But the repetitive motion of the car, and my, anytime when I was growing up and I needed to talk, my mom would take me in the car and we'd drive. So I could have picked it up from there too. Yeah. But there's just something like being in the car and driving that it just lets me have really clear, it's like an act of meditation for me. And I was like, I, I got to go talk to God. I was like, me and God have to have chat and is it okay? Which was super funny because um, Dustin went in to talk to his mom and, He's like, oh, I'm leaving. I'm like, oh, I thought you and Michelle were leaving later. He's like, oh, no, Michelle is. And she's like, is everything okay? <laughs> he's like, oh. he's like, oh, yeah, 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 no, no, no. Like, she just needs to talk to God. And so I just needed some time. And so mine started then. Okay. Because it's like, it all of a sudden came in, like, this is a reality now. Because I also, I always realized, too, that one of my procrastination or not have to do things was keeping my dreams so big. So big. And that so out. I couldn't take action on I couldn't them. take action because they were too big. Yeah. Which... Again, too, I think there was, I don't think this was supposed to happen before now. And so keeping it big always let me look at all these things that would have to happen. Mm -hmm. But all of a sudden it was like, it's now. And I'm like, fuck, like what? So that's when it started for me. And I also know, too, going into, because I I am very much about like intentions. And like, I knew when I was going to be having time in like pal, like I was going to really like set the intention, okay, I'm doing this. And kind of like through ceremony or whatever in my own way, just saying, hey, this is something I'm opening up and I'm stepping into fully. So that's what I had for me. It was the idea and the reality that this is happening. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that like, you guys, I, I had anxiety and depression hit this last year that hasn't been there for like five or six years, which is insane. And I was like, what the, which was weird for me too, because it was like, even though I know this and I teach this, it's always weird when it happens. Like, it still catches me by surprise. Because most people talk about, like, what you have to do to get out of a bad spot. I don't think enough people talk about when you're getting everything you want, how that can trigger you. Yeah. How that can almost sometimes be more intense. But it definitely, I realized that it was like, I was, this last three months, I feel like, was really big preparation phases. 
clearing mm-hmm. out everything that was no longer going to align because anytime you go for something new it's like you have to get rid of what doesn't align with that because if you were the person that you needed to be you'd already have the thing that you wanted correct and so it's like I felt like it was an yeah it was an intense like initiation process to this next phase and level it yeah sucked. like October November December super super intense yeah yeah September was like a ramp yeah up. yeah um <laughs> August, end of August, beginning of September is when I got the nudge, like, hey, we're about to grow again. Yeah. And I wanted to pretend that that, like, no, that's not really, that's not really what I was just told. Like, I didn't really feel that. I didn't really, like, that That wasn't real. That was, yeah. uh, my brain was, like, you guys, yeah. I really, really, um, I was just enjoying my freaking life. And, and so, you know, that little nudge came in and I was like, okay, well, I wonder what it's going to look like. Yes. You know, obviously Michelle and I had been talking about, you know, business plans and things like that. So I knew it was going to somehow pertain to that, but it was also felt like it was going to be more. And, um, you know, so that's kind of all through September, totally ramping up, uh, getting ready to start our, um, cause we did another round of practitioner training. Yep. Uh, so we were, you know, prepping for that, teaching that, uh, and then, you know, October hit. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's like when, in my personal life anyways, like setting business aside in my personal life, October 31st is when like everything hit. Yeah. And like I felt a, I didn't know exactly what it was, but I felt like, oh, big things coming. Yeah. And... It, you know, it was, it was two days later that I, you know, my sister went actually into the hospital on October 31st just because she wasn't feeling well. And mm-hmm. just transparent, like, background, my sister had had cancer for 13 years. And so I can't tell you how many times they were like, this is the end, you guys. Mm-hmm. And she would rally again and it would be, she'd go another 10 years and then she'd go another eight years and then she went another four years, right? So it was like our the habit for like our family is oh Jen's gonna go oh just kidding she always bounces back you know my yeah also like when you go through something like that you sometimes develop a little bit of a morbid sense of humor so I do want to preface that there may be some things that come out of my mouth (laughs) that like you might if you haven't lived through something like this you'd be like I literally can't believe she just said that Mm -hmm. right so again take care of yourself also, if you've been through this, you'll be like, yep, totally get it. Because mm-hmm. humor is one of the ways that we do navigate mm-hmm. like things when they are literally outside of our control. Mm-hmm. And so with Jen, you know, even even my kids are like, oh, yeah, Aunt Jen, she's like a cat. She has nine lives. She literally just won't die. Like that is just how it has been. Mm-hmm. And but end of October, I felt it mm-hmm. before it was even like confirmed by doctors. Like I was like, oh. And I think you even. Oh, no, you came in and I was like, oh, she's going this time. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, the last time that she closed, that was like two years ago. No, it was four, it was right before Jeff and I got married. So it was like four and a half years ago. No, but don't you remember the time she was in the ICU? I just oh, yeah, yeah. remember oh, yeah, that right. day. Oh, yeah. That's right. The day that she was bleeding and they couldn't, the intern yeah. was bleeding out and they couldn't find And then source. also like, she's like, we can't stop it. And then mm-hmm. it was like the next day, it's gone. Yeah. 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 So anyhow, so it was like, I knew. Yeah. And Michelle's like, yeah, this feels different. Like this one's um, happening. So, you know, what was it? November 2nd? I get a phone call from her. She's in the hospital. And she basically just said, okay. Like, they have let me know that there's nothing more that they can do. 
the only mm-hmm. thing that they can offer me is hospice. Yeah. Um, and so she and I just like sat together and, you know, they kind of give her a general, t- basically her liver was failing. Mm-hmm. And so there's only a certain amount of time that the liver will last. So that was kind of the time frame that they gave. And she and I sat down and we, we mapped out her final wish list. Mm-hmm. And we spent from October 3rd until, I mean, not October, from November 3rd to November 28th. That's how long, like, that's the time frame that it was just literally playing out every single one of her wishes. And I got to help spearhead a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing and it was awesome. And it was also super gut-wrenching. Mm-hmm. Um, she is my... She is my final, like, biologic, full biological sibling that I had. Mm-hmm. So I had a biological dad. He passed when I was little. And then I had two brothers and a sister. So there were five of us total. I'm the, the one remaining. Mm-hmm. And so that was an interesting thing to, and has still been a little bit of an interesting thing to navigate. Um, but they all died instant. Mm-hmm. What was so beautiful about this is that Jen gave us time. Mm-hmm to do the things to say the things to hurt together to heal together to like make memories together um and I think the part that you you know I like I laugh at myself but it was like no I was super prepared I just went all in on all of it during that time Michelle held down the fort in a really intense time business-wise, so thanks to I'll you. T- I'll talk about that when it comes to me. <laughs> I was like, oh, Amanda starts in a sad. They're going to think I'm a bitch when I tell my sex. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and there's lots of fun details, like, about that period. They may come out at different points across the podcast, but yeah. um, it was one of probably my top three most favorite life experiences so far to take care of somebody that you absolutely love in their final days yeah um it was her death was so beautiful to me yeah and even watching like in the like the last breaths and things like that um and part of that coming back to intention right like we can set an intention we have no idea how it's going to play out yep and so when we knew i just asked god i was like please help me please help me experience this death differently Mm -hmm. because with all of the other ones, um, super traumatic, super dramatic, tons of trauma, uh, just rough, man. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to like have the experience of like, how can I, how can I experience it differently than that? And then I also just wanted to be insanely present Mm -hmm. and, processing grief in real time, processing fear in real time, processing, um, that, you know, that crazy feeling that you get when you can't control anything and you want to like grasp and control everything. And then you get super pissed because you can't control anything. And then you want to divorce your husband because he ate your Reese's during the time that you were pissed. And like (laughs) that, right. Mm -hmm. I even wanted to be super present for all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And, and so it was like when she actually passed, it felt like a part of my heart actually stitched back together mm-hmm. after all the losses of my brother and like my dad and my grandparents and all that. It felt like it all stitched back together. And I was like, "That I didn't expect that. That's different. And 
then after the funeral (laughs) i was like i'm good i like stayed present through the whole thing it was beautiful yes it was hard like i sobbed at different times like i'm good though like i'm ready to jump in and just like do life yeah the week after the funeral Mm -hmm. i thought i was gonna get to bypass some of the grieving cycle Mm -hmm. jokes on me (laughs) Um, and so I did. I, I got to I got to go through my own because even though her funeral was beautiful, um, that didn't feel like uh, that wasn't my way of letting her go. Mm-hmm. Right. That was more just like a familial. Yeah. Like just traditional how you do a Mormon funeral. Like it was just like very traditionally that, mm-hmm. which is also beautiful. Mm-hmm. Also, like it didn't it did not feel complete for me. Yeah. And so um, on December 28th, so exactly a month after she had passed, I got to go up into the mountains all by myself, hike in, do some ceremony, Mm -hmm. you know, do like basically some fire ceremony and just kind of be out in nature and letting her go in like my own way. Mm -hmm. And yep, got to feel all the feels with it. Got to, it was really interesting because mentally I felt pretty clear emotionally, like I was feeling stuff, but I still felt clear. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't like it rocked my world. It was like all surface emotion. But when I got really still and checked it, it was like, no, everything's okay. And this is exactly how it's supposed to be. Everything's fine. Mm-hmm. But like the surface stuff, like yeah. as you're writing the emotions, they were absolutely there. Um, the place where it hit me hardest was in my physical body. Yeah. That was really interesting to me. Mm-hmm. To have the, you guys, I had like the runs for a month and a half. I was like, oh, okay. So I guess we're processing emotion through like my digestive tract. Yeah. Like I was aware of what was going on and I was also doing my best. And I, you guys, I just processed a lot of things like really physically mm-hmm. this time around. Mm-hmm. Um, and in some ways was kind of nice yeah. because I was able to stay mentally clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, emotionally present uh, and I felt like my body was supporting me and moving out whatever it was that needed to move out I moved out a lot of stuff some Mm -hmm. of it just passed right on through (laughs) (laughs) just right on through didn't have to worry about it yeah rent to food just like ran right on through um but what was really cool is like we've talked about lots how we both come like from a background of eating disorder and for Mm -hmm. you it was a like binging, purging, mm-hmm. like stress eating. And yep. I had typically been like a stress non-eater. Mm-hmm. And you guys, it wasn't even work necessarily for me to continue eating through the, like something that was so uh, like big mm-hmm. in my world. Um, yes, my body was processing it the way that it was processing it, but I was so proud of myself. I'm like, I don't even want to starve myself. Yeah, which is Like cool. this is not a coping strategy for me anymore. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyhow, so, I mean, I know a lot of that was, like, super high level, not a ton of detail. I'm trying to, like, nutshell a whole <laughs> whole experience into, like, a short podcast here. Um, but I was just super present for that. And then we went into, so, funeral was on Saturday. Uh, you know, the, the first um, Saturday of December. We had Sunday. And then Monday, Michelle and I were in class, the second practitioner training class. Mm-hmm. Um and that was our big week because we and teach that, for a whole week. Yeah. we yeah. Do, That's like a, an eight-day class. Mm-hmm. So we were in that uh, and I was able to like do pretty good through that. And then after that, I really, I crashed. Yeah. 
yeah. and I cocooned for the rest of the month of December. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. Um, so while I'm over there having this whole big experience, Michelle, what were you doing? Well, I mean, we've talked about this before. It's like, this was definitely a dark night of the soul. Would you consider this dark? I was, it was a dark night of the soul for me. I don't know how it was for you moving through. I don't know how I would label this one. Yeah. Because it was, was it like heavy and hard? Uh, yeah. And also there was like an aspect of me that knew exactly what was happening was exactly like there was there was almost too much of a knowing for me to wrestle too much that it was a dark night of the soul other than physically yeah it was probably a physical um dark night of the soul for me more than like mental and emotional yeah because i yeah so but we've, we've talked about before like when we go through dark night of the soul amanda goes through really nice and i go through like scarface right well i went through like scarface like <laughs> screaming this sucks so I don't know. You might think differently after this. But I'm just gonna be really transparent. <laughs> you guys, it sucked. <laughs> well, and it's interesting too as I'm starting to go through it. Like, there's a part of my soul that is like still almost just like raw, and it feels sad, even though it's like I'm good. Because here, the interesting thing about it is, because um, there's a lot of things like um, with business ideas. Like Amanda and I pair really well because I'm a lot of the big picture thinker, and she's like, "This is how we're gonna handle it." Like, this is where we're going to have to do it. You have to have both. Nothing yeah. happens if you don't have both. Like, yep. It's just not, like, you have to have both. If you're always in the details, it means you're always in the weeds and you're just spinning circles. Mm-hmm. If you're always up in the clouds. You're like, never getting anything done. It, you're never getting anything done. So that's why I'm really grateful we're partners. Yeah. So it's like, so it's really, really good. Um, and I know people have said sometimes, like, people just value things differently. Like, oh, it's yeah. better to do the big picture. Or like, oh, no, it's all about the details. Like, and this is just really how it was. And so a lot of the things, because like, okay, cool, we're ready to go to this next level of our business. Um, and for a long time, because there's a lot about what we're doing right now that I feel like I've been holding for like 20 years to get to this point. And I remember there's a time I was like, hey, Amanda, like I know nothing's really going to change, but could you just hold this for a little while? And that was literally two days before Amanda's like, I can't, like my sister's dying. And I was like, you've got to <sighs> effing be kidding me. I was like, because this was probably the first time I was like, hey, like, I just need some help with this one. And even though it's like we probably would, we're going to continue to do the same things, I was like, can you just hold it for a little bit? Like, And it was and, like an energetic hold. Yeah, it was just like, like an energetic, like. Michelle's like, I just need a break for a minute. I, I just need a break. Like, I, I have done this. I have gone up to this point, And I just want to have the feeling of, because if you've ever felt like you've had like a calling or something you need to do, like least for me maybe it's different like there's a little bit of a weight or responsibility and it's not that it's bad like you love it you want to do it but there was just like hey like I just want to take a breath for a second and so like Amanda's like oh yeah totally absolutely 100% I was like sweet and then like two days later she's like hey I know I said I could and I can't and I knew and I knew she couldn't so it's not like I'm even like I wanted her to be so mad but it was like part of me is like but you wouldn't want her to be anywhere else like and so it was like this weird thing because I was like I am so tired and you're saying I I have to keep going because we had things that we were doing we were teaching classes we were launching our group we had hired coaches like there was just so many things that was like this has to go and you have to I guess I didn't have to do it but like I got to do it because I wasn't willing to just drop everything and be like f everything that we've like you know committed to doing and I had gotten to the point too because of changes that had to happen to me I was in massive anxiety it was like depression had hit me so hard and I was like, I still get to show up. And it was like, it was grating a part of my soul that I was like, like, 
it was it was stretching me beyond what I felt like I could go. And because at the same time, I was simultaneously learning how aspects of the way that I was doing things had to change. So I couldn't even do things the way that I was normally doing. It was like, mm-hmm. you have to do them differently. You have to hold this. You have to keep going. And you have to show up even though you have anxiety in your face, which you guys, anxiety is a weird one for me. That's not my go-to. I really, I kind of feel like people usually either fall to like more prone to anxiety or more toward depression. I was more poor, um, prone to depression, which was up in my face at the same time. And I was like, so I felt like I was having to handle all the things that were hard new skills that I had to do and to continue to move forward. And it literally sent me into this place where I was having to examine everything. Like I can really say now, it like I really can see the benefit of all of it, but it was so hard because it was like we turned on. You guys, ads. I wanted to save her so bad. Ugh, it was, was super uncomfortable like, on my side watching it. And it was like, I can remember in one of my meditations, God was like, don't touch her dude and I was pissed like I was so so it was weird to be so mad and to have to still do things oh Siri had something to say oh thanks Siri um it was just it was the it was the weirdest spot to be because I was like I knew Amanda got to be present with her family because I mean of course like there was no question that but then it was like having to like show up and do class having to show up and hold the things that I had to to do all the things that I had to do it was like and at the same time, knowing I had to process what I was feeling as I was doing it, letting it happen, having to show up. Part of my mind is like, I'm probably botching it, don't even know. And was like continuing to do the things. It was probably one of the most intense. I don't know. I always say that. If this one, well, I think any time I go through intense. a new dark night of the soul, I, it feels more intense because it probably is more intense. It's something new. It's a new level. It's a bigger capacity to hold it. So it was interesting to go through it all holding. I mean, there was multiple times I'm like, do I want to give it all up? Like, I'm I'm to the point where I'm no longer doing this because it's going to validate anything inside of me. Mm-hmm. You guys, I seriously, I actually got to a whole new level of like people saying, well, you should just settle. I'm like, that sounds awesome. And is it settling? Like, is it actually settling? Because one of the things, well, you too. Because even through all that, you were also working, like, romantic relationship pieces inside of oh, yourself. Oh, yeah. Like, and a lot of it was coming down to commitment. Mm-hmm. Totally. It was like, are you committed to this or not? And I had to really look, like, is this what I want? Because mm-hmm. my motivation for a lot of this before was like, well, if I do this, then I'm going to be worthy. I'm going to be good enough. And that's just not a thing for me anymore. And I was like, do I want to commit to this? Like, is this what I want? And if it's not what I want, cool, figure out whatever has to happen to, you know. And so I sat with some of these things, but then it was like, yeah, I know this is what I want, but I'm like, I can't, I don't feel like I can do this right now. But having to learn how to still show up. The beautiful part about it is it did realign what's actually important to me. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it went back to the same values, but I got to see them in a different way and how to move forward to a bigger level, keeping the same values intact. Um, It definitely, I mean, it cleared out a lot within me about like the whole commitment thing. Yeah, there's like commitment in romantic relationships, stuff that popped. There's commitment in business, like because in order to go to the next level, there's a new level of commitment that has to happen. There's new habits that have to happen. Mm-hmm. There's learning how to do uncomfortable things and how to continually to show up at a new level. And it was like all these spaces were having to look at it. And it was funny too, because like, <laughs> and then it was like dealing with different things, like, because it's interesting with the whole like eating disorder thing. It's like binging and purging is just like not even a thing anymore. But my body is also a little bit more set that when it's stressed that it holds on to weight. And I remember when Amanda came and she's like, oh, I just lost 11 pounds. And part of me, I and was I like, swear, I've been eating, I've been doing those 900 calorie protein shakes added into on top of my 1800 to 2000 calorie like 
You guys, and inside my mind, I was like, Shh, what a but bitch. it's because it was all running through me. <laughs> I was like, that sucks. She even gets to lose weight, you know, and I was just like, it was just interesting to like notice like the thoughts that were coming through my head. I was like, oh, okay. And it was also cool to watch. Just as like, hey, yeah, nope, I'm still fine. Like, not a big deal. It was just interesting just to watch like where the mind wanted to go. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, I think the biggest part it got to is just like a full-on surrender. It's like I am surrendering that this is what I am doing. I am surrendering to how it's going to look. Stop trying to control. Because it's always funny how your mind wants to come, come in and control things. But just really learning too. And I think the biggest thing that I realized for myself is how much I was still running in the masculine energy. Mm-hmm. And realizing that I noticed like for women, it's like, well, listen a lot of times. And again, maybe this is just me, but I'll listen a lot of times to these like personal development books and these coaching programs. It's like, okay, hustle and grind. You do this. You set the goal. You go here. And it's so much of a masculine approach that I had to switch it around for me and be like, hey, I have to do this in a feminine way because my energy system as a female cannot run that way. Yeah. It is not going to be successful. It is not even going to be enjoyable. And I don't care whatever the result is, if it's going to... I'm no longer willing to sacrifice my mental health, my mm-hmm. physical health, my spiritual health, my relationships, and my life in order to pursue a goal. Like, if it doesn't all fit in together, that's not the life that I want to create. Mm-hmm. And then after I came into that switch, it was interesting to see how w- way more successful I could be if I did it in the right way. Right. And so it was just like, yeah, it was intense. Because, I mean, there was just like a lot, like – having to take sales calls and do cold calls selling. I was like, oh my gosh, okay, that was that was a whole new growth edge. And then with that intensity of having to hit goals, you know, having coaches being like, hey, what are you doing? Okay, are you showing up? Like, it was like, that was intense, having that pressure, having to then go into teaching, um, teaching that stuff. And so it was a lot to say. I was like, there's still an aspect of like, I still feel like I'm coming back to myself. But I'm coming back into it's like, okay, cool. What's important? How, like my morning routines are different now. I used mm-hmm. to want to wake up. I'm like, okay, cool. My morning routine is this and I'm going to do this. And now like I wake up earlier just so I can literally do nothing for 45 minutes to an hour. That I can give my space, myself the space and the place to literally, you guys, sometimes I wake up and I'll watch Netflix for 30 minutes. Probably not what the gurus or the <laughs> successful people say to do in the morning, but there's an aspect of, it, of me telling myself, you are most important. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to show you that in whatever way that you need it. And then just like, you know, watching slowly how now I'm like, oh, maybe I want to listen to like a book or something or just noticing the shifts. And even in this last break, there's been times like, nope, you're going to sleep until 11 because you can't move. Like you, you've got nothing. And so watching how I'm wanting, I feel like I've been asked to actually, at, even at a higher level, live what we teach. Because I think sometimes yeah. when... It's like, oh, well, no, but in order to be successful, I got to do it the way that someone else is doing it. Mm -hmm. No, if I want to, you know, help, you know, millions of people or make more money or whatever it is, I have to change everything about me. And it was like, no, you actually cannot do it. It will not be sustainable. It will not be worth it if you go into this without the mindset and you're not taking care of yourself in the right way. So I feel like I'm learning about self-love and what that looks like for me personally and that some of the stuff that I do isn't what you know the success coaches say or this say but really getting into a space of like I'm being asked to actually live even deeper and even more what it is that we teach which mm-hmm. I think is cool mm-hmm. still hate it though like in the midst of the process when you're in the midst of it I hate it it's so yeah. hard you'll turn and look at each other and be like I hate Ugh. this 
hate having to practice what we preach like could i literally have done like almost anything else i think it would have been easier like why did i have to do like a personal development company like because that means i have to work on my personal development all the time <laughs> what's nice though is you get paid to do it i know so that part's nice so it was definitely it was it was good i mean and i still like i still look at it and i can see that it was still good and there is still this little bit of like i feel like i'm rebuilding and i don't know if it's a rebuilding but readjusting to have the alignment mm-hmm. of who I am and how I live my everyday life. Because mm-hmm. that's the other thing, too. It's like it came back to I spent a lot of my life, oh, these big goals, when this happens, when this happens. And now realizing that to get to the next level, it's getting back and having the habits of my everyday life is what's going to get me there and being really more focused, more present in my everyday yeah. life than yeah. cool, this goal, this outcome, this mm-hmm. place that we're going. So. I don't know. I don't even no, know I, I do. What I, think, I even say. I think, I think that was some mine. of it is like less about goals and more about habits. Because mm-hmm. the habits are actually what make the goals happen. When I was so it's like, yes, have a vision. I mean, for crying out loud, like you've been holding like your version of this vision for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I have no idea based off of what you see in your head, like if it's evolving, having my energy come in and us partnering with this well, I was doing there. Was, do you remember I was all people are like, just go do it. I'm like, I don't know. I'm not supposed to do it by myself. Not supposed to do it by myself. Not supposed to do it by myself. <laughs> um, so yeah, like, is there a vision? Is there a goal? Absolutely. And the things that take us to that are like the habits. And it's not just the, um, you know, it, New Year's resolutions. We're at that time, right? And it's like, grind, 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 push, 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 mo- like, we're motivated and then we're not motivated and then it's like you got to just force yourself to do it right well there are things that we actually do get to do Mm -hmm. there's also habits of i feel like part of the reason why um because there was a moment with everything with my sister where i was hitting a tipping point i could feel michelle's stress i could feel we were navigating some pretty big family dynamics um with like what everything was being triggered um as we were getting closer to the end with her. And I I remember hitting a point where it was like, I can either try and hustle and grind and force my way through this. Mm-hmm. Or I can actually practice the habit of surrender, which is just receiving what is present in the moment. Like receiving it fully. And, and like just taking the next best step. Yeah. And so I feel like I spent that whole time when I talk about staying present, it was, I mean, it was present, but it was more about surrendering to what was. Yeah. Not making it right, wrong, good, bad, hard, easy, no judgment on it. It was just that this is what is happening mm-hmm. right now in this moment. Can you receive it? Mm-hmm. Because I noticed that anytime I would try to go into resisting it, that is when the suffering, that is when the anger, that is when the... um wanting to blow up my life feelings started happening mm-hmm. and so I feel like part of because through you know 2020 started developing our follow-through muscle mm-hmm. um 2021 was like huge and awesome mm-hmm. 2022 we were running mm-hmm. and we were also enjoying the yeah. the rewards of that we really had planted back in 2020 oh totally and then it was a, 
we we were headed for like the next big thing and we actually were starting out more in like the hustle grind energy and there mm-hmm. was a huge course correct oh 100 mine came through the experience of the passing of my sister mm-hmm. michelle's came through the experience of what she just shared yep and it was coming back into more of a balance of like cool yes this is how every um not every that's not fair to say but how a lot of the world says a successful business must be run yep we tried it on for a bit mm-hmm. kicked our butts mm-hmm. so i mean you guys and, and life, know and life gave us the perfect experience yeah just show what it is and like and guys i mean literally we're at we're at the beginning i won't say the starting line but the starting line of this next phase of doing business differently so we can't even tell you what the end result's nope. going to be nope we just know i was like well if that's what it takes to have this it's not worth it. It's not worth it to feel stressed. It's not worth it for all these other things because it's like I feel like so much time, like especially in society, one of the biggest things that I think I noticed with being in some of these groups with these people that have these crazy huge business goals is like so much of it I could see was like they're going for this based off of this wounding because there's this energy of I have to have more, I have to have more of lack, I have to have more. Oh, I'm going to feel better. I'm going to be better and it was interesting too though because I would talk to some of the women that were in the group and they're like I've never been more some of them were like almost suicidal like I've never been more depressed but I'm like I'm starting a business I'm doing all the things I'm supposed to do and I've never felt more depleted I've never felt more not enough and I was like I've never loathed myself the way I've been loathing myself I was like this is like is it worth it like how big does your house have to be or how many planes do you have to have to make the feeling of not being enough good enough, you know? And I also want to say that I don't think that you always have to feel that way when you have those things. But it's like, what is the intention and the energy behind it? And then also just noticing some of the things too, because like part of like growing a business is making more money and doing that type of thing. It's like watching some of my programming that came up around that. Like I remember just thinking it's like, I would just see some people, like there's amazing people that have money. So I definitely mm-hmm. want to put out there this, but it's like, man, but there's like this life. So there's this push and it's like, you have to do more, you be more. And it's like, it just seems so exhausting and so just like not fulfilling in life, no matter, even though they're taking the vacations and they have all the picture perfect. I got to see a lot of behind the scenes and I was like, I don't want to live that. And it's like, is there a possibility for it to be different? It was so interesting because I think it was like the day after I asked that, which, you know, asking you shall receive, my dad came because he does construction and he was talking about how he was working on this house that's being built up one of the canyons and in multi, multi-million dollar home. The owner of the home has a helicopter. So it, like on the outside, it looked exactly the same, you know, as all these other things. I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, dad, what's like working with him? She's, he's like, you want to know what? It's the coolest thing. The woman, the wife comes in and she wanting some things changed in her house because it's a very customized home right Mm -hmm. but she was like talking to my dad and was saying was like I just I don't want to inconvenience you guys like you guys are doing such good work and I just like I I mean I think I want things just a little change but you guys have already done the like coming in so humbly so kind and so respectfully and my dad's like uh and he's like the type he's like whatever you need what can we do how can we make this better for you and then he goes on to talk about how it's like this man is like yeah he has a helicopter because he loves taking the national geographic photographers out to these places that they can't go or helping with search and rescue and i was like oh it actually and they're like crazy wealthy like we're talking like hundreds of millions a month like we're like we're talking crazy wealthy and i was just like 
it can be different. It was like the glimmer of hope that it can be different. And I also want to say people who are, some people do really love the hustle grind mentality and that is fulfilling for them and they love that. And so I don't want to say that there's right, wrong, bad or different. I was just saying I wanted to see that it could be different. Mm -hmm. I wanted to see the intentions behind it. It wasn't just to have more, to be more. I need to experience this and that it could be a whole different experience on all the different things. And so it was like one of those glimmers of hope. I was like, okay, I want to see how this can be different. And I think the biggest thing, too, is like realizing like more so than ever being more committed to wanting to have a place where women can come, wanting to have a place when you're in the midst of the hard that it's like you're around like minded women. It's like, hey, it's okay Mm -hmm. to feel this. Hey, here's a little burst of kind of like, you know, if you've gone to a retreat, you've gone to a class, here's a little burst for the day, a little bit more hope. Hey, you got this. Okay, here's the habits move through. It's like how important it is just to have places and spaces that support us in our development and growth Mm -hmm. that are holding us and like giving us that place to like you got this go it's okay and not having to feel so much like you have to do it on your own I think it's like a really big thing but yeah this last little bit was like and I I mean there was stuff in my romantic relationship but when I really come down to it is like everything I was projecting to that relationship was the stuff I was feeling here (laughs) instead of like okay that type of thing and it seems like I luckily I, I will say I really do love um I used to always think that I wanted someone who could match my energy. And it's really nice to have someone who's just like so, just more gentle, where it's mm-hmm. more like a soft place to land. So, I mean, having conversations there, being able to work those things out, it's been good. It's been, you know, a lot. I mean, it's been a lot of surrender, just a lot of like, okay, this is what it is, what I'm learning. I definitely, <laughs> I'm not the master at the surrender. Usually, sometimes it takes a bigger hit to be like, okay, fine. Can't. Yeah. Can't. Like, whatever it's just what it is you know that type of thing but I'm excited to see like I'm really excited to see how 2023 like I just have a feeling I'm like this is gonna be awesome and it feels more gentle than the last three months but I also too it's like I know like that's the cool thing that I do love about you know the way that we operate. look at things operate yeah. is anytime something's hard we're like cool something big is coming and we're getting prepared for it because that whole thing was cleaning us out mm-hmm and I am really grateful to be able to take this level, next level that we're wanting to go with business and providing our mission to the world with this energy because I just don't think it would have been sustainable. And if we would have gone farther, I think it could have been a bigger mm-hmm. bigger loss or a bigger hit or a bigger, I don't even know. So, yeah. But, yeah, the last really October, the beginning of October, it was intense. It started in the, yeah, I mean, just, the last quarter of the year was intense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was good. Like, it really was. I think that's the thing that's nice to know going through. Understanding how things work a little bit more. That it's just like, I knew I was learning something. And I would just tell people, I'm like, yeah, it's intense right now. I know God's trying to teach me something. I just can't see it. Yeah. God's teaching me something. I just can't see it. So I'm going to keep my eyes open. So it is nice going through with that knowledge. But I don't I don't know if it feels better. It felt pretty hard and intense in a lot of different ways. Well, there's, to some degree, um, I mean, we just kind of started popping out yesterday. Mm -hmm. like kind of packaging up that really the last quarter Mm -hmm. specifically uh well specifically for me the because October was although it was busy I loved it we had Mm -hmm. class I was traveling um for work and that was really fun and fulfilling it was just it was just a lot right like it was was just busy I guess um but it was fulfilling busy Mm -hmm. it was at the end of October when everything shifted into what it shifted into yeah um, and, um, and so really it was just yesterday. I mean, Michelle and I sat in 
in our office here mm-hmm. at, the, at the house and um and when we we did breath work for what like 40 minutes yeah yeah and it was such an awesome experience because there was part of it that just felt very ceremonious like at least for me of like yep. wrapping up what it was I got to have like through that the you know breath work experience have some really good conversations with God whereas like you know I kept feeling this like good job little one yeah y- you navigated that portion really really well mm-hmm. like you did a good job mm-hmm. and so it kind of did feel like it was packaging everything up and it was it was like an ending and a beginning yesterday at least mm-hmm. for me that's yeah. what I was experiencing um and then my energy has been like shifting mm-hmm. with that um not to say that like I'm not gonna grieve anymore oh yeah not not to say that you know like there's not gonna be moments where tears spring to my eyes but again that just like if there is one thing that no you know November and December taught me was surrendering to the present moment and choosing who I wanted to be in that moment mm-hmm. because you can surrender surrendering looks a lot like okay it just is it is what it is and it can look like giving up mm-hmm. and going into like a victim story mm-hmm. or it can look like this is what my reality is at the moment yeah and am I still gonna hold the vision of cool, I, I can't even, like you were saying, I can't even see the blessings or I can't even see the blessings or I can't even see the growth in this moment because the pain inside of my physical body is way too intense. Yep. But I know that it is for my good, mm-hmm. right? Well, we go, like, I think that is what is the difference between surrendering in a moment that is hard and moving you through and forward um, versus going into victim mentality which just takes on the trauma makes it that much harder Mm -hmm. digs us a bigger hole and I feel like it was multiple times a day all through November all through December it was surrendering and also who am I going to be while I do this Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah sometimes it was I got to be sad that's part of it yeah didn't matter how prepared we we knew Jen was gonna go. Like we There's knew. There's no question on that one. We knew. We've known for years that this at some point we were gonna face this. Yeah. It was not a surprise. Yeah. Except for when it happened, I was like, wait, what? Uh, uh, it felt surreal. What? So yeah. like the human experience was there, and I don't feel like I suffered through it as much as what I could have. Because mm-hmm. I did. I went into like bargaining and yeah. resisting and. I got real, real, real intense, real painful. I was super pissed. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, I don't, I don't want to do it this way. Mm-hmm. And that was when I was like, show me how I can do this different. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Yeah. I just spent a lot of time mad. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to say that mine was more of a, you know, graceful, spiritual. Like, I knew I was learning stuff. I was just mad for a long time. <laughs> but I still showed up. <laughs> still showed up yeah so it's good anyways i don't know if there was a point to all that <laughs> i don't know it was just a monday morning chat i don't know if there's yep. ever a point it's we get on and we ramble we ramble so yeah there's there's where it is i feel like that was a pretty good it wasn't necessarily quick but like trying to condense everything into like a one quick 
catch up overview monday morning chat like high five good job yeah i mean i think really what it is is like cool like we got prepared for what we're gonna do this year and mm-hmm. i'm actually really excited about it like really excited about it i feel more prepared than i ever have and yeah yeah it's just good so okay high five